What is going on, all you guys and gals, all you Marks and Maggies out there? You are listening to Cheap Talk Wrestling. I'm TJ Albin, as always, joined. Actually, wait a minute. Hold on. Hold on. Editor, can you, can you cut this up? Like, they're not here. So why didn't like, I do that? Wait, so Brandon Carr and Dylan Sarab are not here this week. Mr. Editor, do me a favor. Can you add that file I sent you a while back? And let's take it from the top again, shall we? What is going on, all you guys and gals? You are listening to It Factor Wrestling. Yeah, that's right. I'm taking over this week. You are listening to the Cheap Talk It Factor edition. Real quick backstory, not to get off subject. It Factor used to be my old podcast for wrestling on Beer Camp. I mean, Bristol Community College Radio and a couple of other places as well. Anyway, I'm taking over. By myself solo Brandon Carr Dylan Schreiber are not here They are doing their own things for the Daily Goat This week which is fine do what they want They have their own things I will Do this myself this week I said that's fine I'll take it and might as well have some Fun with it Karrion Cross Is still the NXT champion In a great finish to the match While you still have the story between Adam Cole and Kyle O'Reilly Still pressing on In that finish of the match you have Karrion Cross locking in the submission and just knocking Kyle O'Reilly out cold. Really great match. Really great finish. It's just, it's crazy how this guy works, Karrion Cross. He is a phenomenal wrestler. When he, Even when he was called Killer Cross with Impact Wrestling and was all over the independent scene, he's a great athlete to work with. And it's I'm glad to see him still as NXT champion. I hope to see Kyle O'Reilly versus carrying hopefully down the road as we predicted before on cheap talk i would love to see that match and i hope to see it i really do because i think that'd be a great technical classic between those two i think it'd be good i think it'd be hard hitting i I hope to see that but then again you also have the story of adam cole and kyle o'reilly still playing out and with kyle o'reilly and adam cole that story can go on because you have two great athletes that can draw you in 
like that Shawn Michaels and that Chris Jericho like matches that we had back in 08 and in hell even for WrestleMania 19 those matches that drew you in those two are electric those two stories are phenomenal even when they did them for ROH when they had the matches for Ring of Honor just they tore down the house every single friggin' time and it's just I want to see that in NXT some more I want to see that rivalry continue and I hope to see it soon continue while continuing the legacy of the million dollar championship, Mr. L a Knight is the new million dollar champion. I kind of, if we did a prediction show on this, I feel like I would have won and that would be my CTW championship, but that's for another day. And that's for another uh, conversation with the champ. Anyway, for LA Knight, I think this is a really good push for him when it comes to just getting into the WWE, he's only been in the WWE scene for a couple of months and they're already putting a, I don't want to call it a mid card title. No, because every title is important in their own meaning, right? You take look at showcase. They have their heavyweight title and then they have the sons of Liberty. Take the WWE, you have the WWE title, right? Every title means something to each part of that card. There's no guaranteed main event spot for that title. Hell, years ago, we had the Intercontinental title main eventing a show. Any title can be the top title. But for the Million Dollar Championship, that's something worth being a top title. Especially like having Ted DiBiase, you know, be the guy to hand it to you. To Mr. L.A. Knight. And I think we're going to see the build of L.A. Knight in the coming months to being a top challenger for the NXT championship, give it time. I don't want to see him just yet in that title picture, but with the million dollar championship and with Cameron Grimes, I think it would be a great story for the summer to build off of, to be quite honest. This is like, if I had, you know, that magic pencil that every wrestling fan wishes they had, I feel like the best thing would have been to have Ted DiBiase screw over Cameron Grimes. I think that would have been perfect. Because then you can build the story even more with L.A. Knight and adding Ted DiBiase a little more. But I don't know if this is a one-off for Ted DiBiase. You know, there's no real like there's no real rumor going around that Ted DiBiase is here to stay. You know, as that kind of that um, that legendary figure in L.A. Knight's you know L.A. Knight's life. Take Darby Allen and Sting. You know that those types of relationships. We don't know if that's going to happen. All we know is that the Million Dollar Championship is now with LA Knight. And the way that title works right now, we don't know if it's just a prop, if they're actually going to use this as a legitimate title. That will come down in the weeks to come for NXT. Now, looking at the Wednesday night war, I won't say winners. I'll call them the Wednesday night, uh, you know, I'll call them the suckers for a second for, for moving to TBS first off. Like, I mean, do you think you really won that? I don't know if that's a positive or a negative first off. I know we've talked about it, but I don't know if that's a positive or a negative that you're moving to TBS. But again, that's another topic for another day. But continuing on, AEW has already announced they're having Fighter Fest as well as Fight for the Fallen in the four shows to come for their return to live events and live crowds and touring, which I really, I like that. Because they're making the fans feel like, you know, that, that special feeling like, oh, we're going to be part of something big. Oh, it's going to be a big card. Every night should be a big goddamn card. 
like you know it shouldn't you shouldn't have to label it you know take for example when impact did it with lockdown for two weeks as they filmed live and then taped the next week's show yeah i i mean it worked out it looked good but did it really accomplish anything for impact not at the time no but for now for impact impacts doing well and i'll get to that in just a second but for AEW. I, I think it's it's a good for them because again they're still building as a company. I think they're about two years old now, still like trying to work their way up. Like even though I shouldn't even say they're working their way up, they are up there. They're they're becoming like the like a top second company to work for. You know, a lot of guys are already going over there. Like Andrade makes his debut for AEW, and I think that's another positive for him as a great talent. There's a lot of great talent out there that the WWE, you know, let them drift. They just let them go. Take, for example, Braun Strowman. That was a big guy. He had a big year in some ways, not others. But it's just, it's it's hard to see them go, you know? Like, especially for a guy like Andrade. A great talent, a great guy you can really build off of. It's just, it's hard to see someone like that go, especially go right to the, to the, uh, the the two company in uh, wrestling right now currently with impact right now on, on the rise actually I won't call it a rise I'll call it, call it a slow climb let's put it like that let's say a slow slow climb thanks to AEW with the term the forbidden door I, I like how they're finally using that forbidden door to their advantage and having the impact title be defended at Daly's place. In Jacksonville, I like how they did that. I think that was really, really using that forbidden door to their advantage in some ways. In, in this case, too, for Impact, they could really build off of, okay, AEW is, you know, like the invader, like the invaders of Impact. You know, you could really build that angle, like how WCW and WWE back in 2001, how they had the invader story in the end, WWE won. And in this case, you have two live companies living live well. But I think we could see something like that down the road. There's been rumors of it. I hope to see it soon. I think that'd be a phenomenal card because you'd have a guy, example, like Sammy Callahan facing a guy like Kenny Omega that we're going to see as Slammiversary. They are switching Sammy Callahan to a baby face to win the title. I think that's I think that's going to be the finish of that match. If you want my opinion, you want my hot take right now, my, my spoiler, if you want to call it as well. I got a couple spoilers in here. I think that's going to be the spoiler at Slammiversary that Kenny Omega gets knocked off by Sammy Callahan. Who knows? You have a month before that match happens, and they got some time to build it. And I think that's going to be a match to watch, especially with Kenny by God Omega being the collector of titles. And it's going to be interesting for how like how Impact like looks at this. Like Impact needs something positive. And I think in this case, this is the best thing that's happened to him in the last couple of years hopefully impact can build off of this and build a successor for the company you know but for AEW AEW is doing well no matter what they do and I think with AEW they're going to do they're going to do some good things they're going to do some fine things moving on back over the WWE WWE has officially released that Friday, this Friday, this coming Friday, SummerSlam tickets will be available 
I might grab myself some tickets between us, between us here, the between me, you, uh, and the editor. I think I might grab some tickets. I don't know. Maybe I will. Maybe I won't. I don't know. Uh, it's a hard choice. Maybe I will. Will I mark out and get the tickets, get the flight to Vegas? Viva Las Vegas. Viva Las Vegas. Do I do, I do it? I don't know. I'll figure that out. It's between me, you as a listener, and my bank account. We'll figure that out eventually. But eight, uh, not you go. I'm excited. I'm excited about wrestling. I'm excited to do this. I love talking about wrestling to you guys. And I love talking about wrestling in general. Trust me, you ask anybody on the Daily Goat, I cannot shut the hell up about wrestling. It's, it's, I don't know if that's a gift or a curse. Let me know if it's a gift or a curse, please. Leave a comment. You know my at TJ Album One. Go leave a comment, DM me. Like, just, just let me know if it's, it's a gift or a curse. Please. Thank you. Anyway, so WWE, for them, they want to build SummerSlam as this year's WrestleMania, which I can agree upon because I was there at WrestleMania. 25,000 people each night, 52,000, close to 52,000 total in attendance. Not the best, um, not the best like example of this is the grandest stage of them all and you can only do that, which is again with COVID protocols and wanting to give Tampa Bay that opportunity to host WrestleMania. It's it, you're kind of you're you, you're damned if you damned if you don't not to like be be cliche ish here, but it's true though. Tampa Bay had the opportunity to host WrestleMania, so why would you screw them over on an opportunity to host the grandest stage of them all for SummerSlam? And I've talked about it on here. SummerSlam is finally getting the WrestleMania treatment, having the big spectacle, sixty five thousand plus fans. It's exciting to see. And the rumor is that John Cena will be in the main event against Roman Reigns. Look, anybody that grows up watching wrestling, you know, they grew up watching John Cena as a top guy and becoming a 17 time champion against Roman Reigns. I feel like it kills the push for Roman. If you want my real honest opinion about that, I think really if you if you put up John against Roman, you know for a fact, if John takes the title, it's you know it's over for Roman's push as a top heel in the company. For a guy like Roman, it's not it's not needed. He's already proved his dominance in the company. He's proven that he's a guy not to be like not to be messed with. And how they have him versus Rey Mysterio this Sunday at Hell in a Cell. Uh, I, I mean, what is going on? Like, really? Let's just throw Rey Mysterio in there versus an Uso. Again, I don't have a pencil here. I'm not the guy who writes the matches here. I'm just kind of just kind of looking at the card, and I'm like, okay, all right. He's a tag team champion, and you're going to put him in hell in a cell. Interesting. Anyway, back to SummerSlam with John Cena. Being in the main event, which is the official rumor right now, nothing's been really said other than that. The other rumor is that possibly Brock Lesnar could be coming back as well. That's another rumor that is going around in the WWE as well as in the Mark universe out there. The Markiverse, I'll call it. I might have to get a trademark on that. Jason, if you're listening, can we start working on that? The Markiverse. Anyway. Um, when it comes to the when it comes to the WWE with these rumors and these spoilers and these predictions, it's really like a coin flip. 
you know, when it comes to that, it, it can work out in the end for them if it actually does happen or we're just all getting our hopes up for a lot of this shit. <laughs> it, it, it's just, I'll just say it, it, people get excited for these things. For example, every year I also, also saw on these different dirt sheets, Goldberg was finally going to come back. Goldberg was finally going to come back. 2016, he finally comes back. Nobody wants him now. So, I mean, well, I, I mean, everybody's happy at one point. Next thing you know, it's like, okay, can we be done with this? <laughs> anyway, for SummerSlam, finally getting the WrestleMania treatment, I really do. I, I really like that. That's really great. Especially, again, we've talked about it before. I've talked about it before on here. It's a big four, and the big four does need a big push. And that's the way it should be for the WWE. If you're going to be late, if your show is going to be called a big four, the big four should mean, uh, mean something, you know, or don't call it the big four. Um, maybe, maybe rethink that a little bit. <laughs> but yeah, so it's been interesting. You know, I, I didn't think I was going to do sh- such a short show, but it, it's interesting. It's interesting to finally do this again. I haven't done this in so long by myself. So it's kind of, it's, it's fun. One thing I wanted to add with them, and I wanted to get their opinions on it, but I'll probably find out from them next week. 19 years ago on Friday, last Friday, was the Austin took his ball and went home scenario. Where, And if you don't know, as a mark out there, for Steve Austin being a top guy, did not want to take a loss to a young Brock Lesnar in the company. It shook up the WWE in the backstage area. Hell, they had The Rock come back early. He was supposed to come back a month later, but came back just because Steve Austin just said, I'm all set. I don't like the booking. As a top guy, like I, I, I can, I, as a top guy for Steve Austin, I can see why. But then again, it's like, you have to understand too, it's like this, the, 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 the wrestling world needs to move into the future. You know, and Brock Lesnar is that was at that time that future, you know, it had like a couple months later, won the WWE title. If Steve Austin was to face Brock Lesnar at that time, do you think he would have been as big? Do you think he would have won the WWE title? Probably. I'm assuming. Yes. I think that was the entire push the entire time. And no matter what, the story was going to stay the same. Brock wins the title at SummerSlam in 2002. I think that was just the finish of it completely. It didn't matter who you put in that spot. But I think for Steve Austin, it would have meant something to uh, him, if you get what I mean by that. You know, for to get a win over a guy like Steve Austin, it, it means that you're you're a top guy. I, I think, if in my opinion, you know, for Austin, he just he didn't see it that way. He he's like you looked at it as a top guy. You have to think, no matter in wrestling, yeah, you, you have to think of that. That's this how it is. You know, you're looking out not only for yourself, but you're looking out for what makes sense. And it's just, it's the truth. You know, everybody looks out for themselves. I think that wraps it up for us. I think. Huh, guys? Oh, that's right. But before I give you the adieu, like we've talked about on here before, we have a couple guests coming up. If you haven't heard, if you haven't, if you don't, it's okay. I got the schedule right here for you. June 28th, we have rising star in pro wrestling, Alec Price, joining us here on Cheap Talk Wrestling. Following week after that, we have the Showcase Pro Wrestling heavyweight champion, my friend, 
Vega joining us here. And then following that, on July 12th, we will have senior referee for Showcase Pro Wrestling, a friend of mine, dear friend of mine, love him to death, Frank Rocha, joining us here. I'm excited to have him on. The guys don't even know this yet. And if they're listening, well, now you know. I'll put it like that. Now you know. Anyway, Frank, I'm glad I, I can have you on here. We have a lot more announcements coming up this summer and a lot of stuff to figure out for the Cheap Talk Wrestling title and for the champion, as well as the current challenger. Actually, another announcement as well. We will be having the founder of the Daily Goat on for uh, an announcement in a couple weeks regarding the CTW championship. I will leave it at that, but for now, we will, no, not even we, I will bid you adieu. So make sure you follow us on all forms of social media at Cheap Wrestling. It's so nice. I got to say it more than twice at Cheap Wrestling, at Cheap Wrestling, at Cheap Wrestling, at Cheap Wrestling. Make sure you follow us at Cheap Wrestling on all forms of social media. Make sure you're also following the Daily Goat on all forms of social media as well. And check out the Daily Goats website, dailygoats.com. That's right, dailygoats.com. Make sure you're also following us on all forms of podcasting for when it comes to Spotify, when it comes to Apple Podcasting, Google. We're on everything and anything you can think of. We're on it. Go follow us. Go like. Go share. Subscribe. Make sure you give us the five stars. Hell, give us a five-star frog splash for all I care. Just make sure you're following us. Make sure you have a notification bell on every time we're on. Check us out. But we, not we, me, but for Brandon Carr, I'll be a gentleman for Brandon Carr, for Dylan Survivor, the champion. I have been TJ Albin, and we will catch you next time. Like always, keep it cheap.